welcome, welcome, welcome to a brand new episode of the Spiraling Podcast. I am your host, Jackson Wallace. I got my friend, my buddy, my pal, Evan Underwood filling in for us. Evan, how are you doing, man? Doing pretty good, man. It's a beautiful day outside. No complaints. We're close to the weekend. That's right. All good. We're feeling good, man. Tomorrow's Friday, right? So we're off to a good start. We got a couple podcasts for y'all this week recording. But anyway, let's get to our very special guest. We have Thomas Worm. Uh, he's a wildland firefighter and master uh, practitioner in NLP hypnosis and mental emotional release. He is a founder of MountainMindTricks.com and our next guest on the show. Uh, Thomas, how are you doing, man? Oh, man, thank you so much for having me on the show. It's I'm excited to be here and uh, doing awesome. Yeah, it's uh, dumping snow here, so get my split board ready. Let's probably go tomorrow. <laughs> really, really? What, what part of the country are you at, if you don't mind me asking? I'm in uh, Wyoming in Jackson Hole. Wyoming? So. Dude, my best friend's in Wyoming. <laughs> He's up in uh, Moorcroft. And it's like okay. a small, I guess it's close to it. Okay, what's that big town he called me? Called Gillette? Oh yeah, yeah. Yep. So he's uh, he's about thirty minutes from Gillette, about thirty minutes north. Okay. And, uh, yeah, he he messes me messes with me all the time because he used he was a lifelong Texas guy. Like he was born and raised here. That's where I'm at right now. And Evan is too, and we, we poke fun at each other all the time. He would tell me they're getting snow in May last year. And I'm like, I'm like, dude, okay, if you guys have ever seen Game of Thrones, I make fun of him all the time. I'm like, dude, you're living up by the wall with the wildlings over there, man. Like, yeah, that's the real Absolutely. North. That's the cold. Absolutely. Yep. There's about six feet of snow on the ground right now, it seems like. Oh, my God. That's actually insane. Wow. So, so you yeah. do, uh, you say you, you brought, brought your, uh, like, your your, uh, your snowboard? Like, is that thing that you do? Uh, uh, split boarding. Okay. Yeah, split boarding. So it's like a snowboard, but it splits in half, like, into skis. And then you, you hike up mountains and put it all back together to snowboard down. So... Dude, that's yeah. awesome. So you're like a, you're like a, like you're one of those like crazy athletes out there. Like that, that takes a lot of like physical stamina and, and skill and endurance, right? You know, to, yeah. to, to hike up those mountains. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Yep. Well, that's great, man. That's great. Well, uh, again, super glad to have you here on the show. Uh, you know, we, uh, uh, welcome to the spiraling podcast. I mean, we, we just, we talk about, uh, anything and everything, man. We go to, uh, I mean, yesterday we talked about, we had a guest and she was a uh, child rape survivor. And so we talked about her story. Uh, we talked about mental health and sex addiction and anything and everything. So we just want uh, our guests to feel comfortable to come in and tell uh, their story. But Thomas, maybe uh, tell uh, uh, us and the listeners a little bit about yourself. Yeah. So, uh, you know, I started uh, basically wildland firefighting when I was 18 and uh, had had some really troubling teenage years. So right after high school, I went right to work just to like kind of like figure life out, you know, and and wildland fire turned into this big career I had for, yeah, 14 years, a long time traveled around the country on all sorts of federal crews on engines, helicopters, um, you know, master the chainsaw. I mean, just was out there in the field in the wilderness for, you know, weeks, months at a time. And, uh, you know, the biggest thing that, that I found with, with all of that was like, I loved my job so much. I loved being out there in the woods. I love seeing fire on the ground, like this wrath of God out in the wilderness, just like wiping the slate clean, you know, that's, it's so powerful to be out there like that. And, um, I think what's so interesting is like all of the lessons I learned through all that, like not just physical or like leadership lessons, but spiritual lessons. And also, uh, 
a lot of the, I guess, trauma I went through as a firefighter, I mean, you go through crazy stuff out there in the field, right? Like trees almost dropping on people, like helicopters crashing, all that stuff is always going on. So eventually it drove me into uh, mental health. And, and now I have a practice where I'm doing alternative mental health with other wildland firefighters and helping them overcome their own trauma, you know, after, after my own, uh, I would say mental health, spiritual crisis that I had starting in, in 2015. And that was, I would say 2015 to 2018, early 19 was just like really hard time for me. I went through a lot of, um, really crazy mental health, physical health stuff. And, and now I'm on the other side and helping other people. So I'm, I'm just excited about life. Very cool, man. Very cool. Wow. That's, uh, that's that's rough, man. But you, but I can tell that you really have a passion for what you do. You talked about the wrath of God, just kind of wiping the slate clean. Um, so, and maybe Evan, maybe you could chime in here. Um, and, and Evan, and forgive me. I know we've, we've talked about this before, but but uh, you're kind of uh, dipping your toe into into the firefighting uh, realm too, right? Fire investigation. Yeah. Maybe? Yeah. So I've I've been a, a volunteer firefighter since I was seventeen. Uh, so way back to like 2002 wow. um, did a lot more structural stuff I'm trained in in wildland but never really did much of it but yeah I'm actually uh, working on my degree for uh, fire and arson investigation right now very so, cool very cool yeah map, that is so interesting what I've always I was always uh, curious. What goes into the training, Thomas, of of someone that's going to be out there in the, in the wildland firefighter realm? Maybe you guys can <laughs> educate me a little bit. Yeah. So you know the the basic stuff is really like learning how to read weather, not not like from a forecast. Being able to read the clouds, read the wind, like really get in touch with the weather. And then the other one is just really basic understanding of of fire behavior and like how fire runs faster uphill. Um, you know what kind of conditions it burns hotter. And so you can kind of like understand where the fire is going to go. You can kind of predict a little bit in that, in that basic, okay. basic kind of course. And then you do, uh, you have a physical test of, you know, you have to walk with 45 pounds for three miles under 45 minutes. That's like the basic test for all wildland fire. Um, and then that's kind of, um, it's kind of it. You have a basic class in like incident command systems, but that's really it. So the, like when you're just starting out, it's really basic information. It's about a week class and then you're, you're, you're out there, man. You're out there. And, um, you know, for me, I went all the way up to like crew boss level, engine boss and incident commander four. So, um, you know, I probably have, gosh, I don't know, 10 or 15, even 20 classes that are, you know, maybe two or three days each. So it's almost like a tier degree. I would say at that level, um, it's getting close anyway. Wow. That's, that's, uh, very impressive. There's, there's just no way I could be, I could be doing any of that. So, uh, th- thank you both seriously for, for, for helping out in the community and do what you guys do. I mean, I mean the, the wildfires lately, it seems like every year California is just, you know, raging. Um, so, uh, thank you all for what you do. Seriously. That's it. It's, uh, it means a lot. Um, oh, thank you. Thank you. Absolutely. But, uh, so, so you're, so you're going through that training and uh, you, you have extensive years of experience. Um, so I, I was wondering, maybe, uh, you, you could tell us, I, I was going through your website a little bit. I like to try and do a little bit of my homework before our guest comes <laughs> up and thank you for having a website, by the way, it just makes it 10 million times easier to kind of prepare <laughs> a little bit for a podcast. It's like, Oh, okay. This guy does this. But, uh, in there you, uh, you mentioned, um, but being in the fire, being there, and literally they throw you into the fire. Um, 
So you, you mentioned a moment where uh, you're, you're kind of you're surrounded by wildfires, and you, there's uh, a moment you described in a paragraph in your in your website of where you were consumed by fear. Uh, so you had moments where you're consumed by fear, then you had moments of, of complete mental clarity. Can you maybe describe a specific moment and where you were consumed by fear? Yeah, absolutely. I would say, um, gosh, it's it's so interesting because that wild and fire environment, it's chaos. It's like walking into a storm or a hurricane. It's so unpredictable. And so I would say the fear came in for me like after, um, you know, this traumatic event of my engine captain passing away. So the fear really started to come in after that, like my 10th season, I would say it, it kind of started trickling in. Um, and I would say, I think one of the really it's hard to say like fear, like the biggest one is flying in helicopters for me. That was like one, I was like, okay, I'm going to helitech crew because I'm scared of it. That's like my attitude. Like if I'm fearful, I'm going to go do it. Um, so flying in a helicopter, like around a fire was just always like, my heart's going to just pump out of my chest, you know? And then you get on the ground, you're in that fire environment. It's like, okay, chaos. I know this, but I think specifically, there is this one time where um, we were on this fire in eastern Idaho, and and uh, one of the craziest fires I've ever been on. When we showed up, basically there was um, like nine to fifteen little lightning fires that started, kind of on this big sagebrush plateau, um, kind of near Idaho Falls. And so we started kind of. Some of them are growing together, and it's probably like a hundred acres by the time we showed up in an engine. And uh, so they jumped it with some jumpers. They got some people on there, but it's really just kind of cranking around. Like nobody had any control. And, uh, I think one of the biggest things that we had to do, like first off was burn off around this old Indian burial site. And it was just like, Oh shit, that is spooky. Yeah. We don't want to do that. We have no, like, and the locals were like, well, that's like the old chief's burial site. Like really you guys shouldn't be doing that. And it was just like, well, we want to save it. Right. So we did put some fire around, like around this old burial site. And after that, the fire, Every time I get close to like cutting it off or like putting it out or putting line around it with fire, it would just blow out every line and go like another thousand acres, 10,000 acres. It just oh blew gosh. up. And it was like every single time we would lose it. And this one time we had um, like basically we had this last corner to cut off this fire. We were, we were burning, burning to put more fire to put the fire out. I know that sounds weird, but I'm fighting fire with before, fire. Yeah. 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 And so there's this one corner we're like getting ready to like put some fire down and there's this like 30 foot flame front coming at us. And it's just like, okay, this is normal. Like we've done this a million times. Um, and as soon as the guy next to me put down like a pinch of fire on the ground, like two seconds of fire, uh, basically we had a, like a dust devil. If you've ever seen that, it came onto mm. the line, took that fire into the dust devil and blew it across our line. And then there was like two dust devils, like blowing with fire, like down both sides of the line and just fire everywhere. Like we had to jump into our trucks with our packs on with, uh, basically all of our gear with the drip torches, like everything, because I mean, we ended up melting decals and like I, I just remember like having my hand like on my ear because like it was so hot inside the cab of the truck like and we barely made it and that was like that happened over and over on that one fire and that was I was gripped by fear in that moment for sure I remember asking the captain at the time like hey do we need to like get our shelters up because this is like this is bad you know and I'm I think that was the worst one really but um yeah <laughs> wow <laughs> that that that's um I don't even know what I would do. 
in that situ- in that situation. Talking about dust devils kicking up fire. Um, uh, that that that's crazy. So so ex- maybe explain a little bit because I've, I've seen what you're talking about burning uh, a piece of a uh, piece of land, you know, to stop a fire. That sounds kind of counterproductive, but it's not. Could you maybe explain to some for some of our listeners who were kind of confused by that? Yeah, for sure. So, um, so basically if we can get a dozer or a P our road is like awesome, you know, road or dozer line, like out in front of the fire. And as long as it's anchored, which meaning it's like, there's no way the fire can hook around it. Right. It's like anchored into a rock. It starts from a rock and ends at a rock or starts in a road gotcha. and ends to a road. So that line is like secured. And if there's fire coming at you, you can, you can go out ahead a little bit and, and put fire down and basically have one wave of fire hitting the other wave of fire. And it just cancels itself out. So there's no fuel to burn. Gotcha. Um, so that's, that's one way. There's also, maybe we have line that's like miles and miles away. Um, and then we'll actually burn that off to make our line instead of like 50 feet wide, we'll make it like a hundred feet or 500 feet wide with black. So sometimes we use black line in, in that sense, but the canceling out works really well. Gotcha. Yeah. It seems like a, uh, yeah, I remember first seeing that somewhere on, I can't remember. I saw a YouTube video or something about it and, and it sounded so fascinating to me because I was like, wow, that just, it, it when you think yeah. about it, I mean, it's, it's brilliant, but I just, it just, it looks so weird. Whatever you see that we like you said, with the drip torches and, and stuff out in front and, and, and making that line. Um, that's yeah. so, so cool. Um, so, so man, you, we, we talked about that moment you were conserved by fear. What about that moment where you had just perfect, complete, mental clarity that you mentioned on your website? Oh man, there's, uh, I would say, oh shoot, gosh, there's, there's a couple of them. I think for me, it's like having, um, I can't remember what, what is on the website actually, because there's so many moments like there's so many moments of good and like clarity and fear, right. In that, in that dynamic situation. But I think the biggest one, um, if I look back is, is probably, um, I remember this one fire in Arizona, we were at like the Arizona strip. So down by, um, like St. George, Utah. Okay. And, you know, it's like 110 degrees out when we get dispatched for the fire in this helicopter. And it's this big plateau, like kind of like a big Mesa. If you've been down in Arizona country, you'll know what I'm talking about. And so this fire is just kind of running around in grass on top of this Mesa. And, um, we, you know, get dropped off by the helicopter, probably, you know, 500 feet from the fire, you know, pretty standard operations, get all of our gear out, helicopter flies away. And, uh, basically we had to grab, like, as soon as we got out, uh, and then fl- helicopter flies away, it's like all of our gear is there, like, you know, hundred pounds of gear each, me and this other yeah. person. And so we grab our gear and start walking towards the black. Cause that's where we're going to be safe. And it's just like fire is it's just started running all over. Um, and basically by the time we got to the black, like where we landed the helicopter was like hundred foot flames already. So thankfully we got in the black, like immediately, but I remember just standing there in the black, just like taking a nice deep breath. Like we're hundred percent, hundred percent safe. Just watching this, like, like crown fire through the grass, just this grass ripping like a hundred foot flames, just everywhere around us being like, so you could just breathe and be calm and just like, yeah, this is, this is the coolest thing I've ever seen in my life. You know what I mean? Like that feeling is so clear and calm and, and just knowing that you're safe. Like there's, yeah, it was amazing. 
Very cool. And, and, and Evan, just to, uh, just to uh, touch on you for a second, like if, if forevermore, this is, you know, this is you're speaking your language. So if, if, if you ever have any questions or you want to jump on in, tell me to, you know, move over here to the side. We had, we had some of that stuff over there yesterday with our other, uh, other podcast, but I, I just didn't want you to feel like you, you couldn't uh, talk or anything. So. No, I'm just, I'm enjoying listening to, uh, listening to his stories and, and the passion and stuff that's there. It's pretty awesome. Same, man. Same. All right, brother. So, so, okay. So let's go back to, I want to take you back to whenever you you're giving your introduction, you talked about a moment, uh, a couple, several years where you were kind of going through a bit of a rough time. Um, and if you don't feel comfortable talking about the details of that, then just tell me, shut up. I'm fine with that. But do you feel, uh, open enough to maybe talk to that, talk, uh, about that in a little bit greater detail? Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. So, um, yeah, I'd say it started with, um, you know, one of my best friends, uh, my supervisor, my engine captain passed away really suddenly from a heart attack. And it was like, uh, it was one of those things where I got the call. It was like, that can't be real. Um, but when I did like truly like listen to what the person was saying and telling me that this has happened, um, I collapsed, man. It was like getting kicked in the gut. I can't even explain what it felt like, but it was felt like life ending event, right? It was very traumatic for me. And, um, you know, I never saw him or it was never like a big traumatic event. It was more like this, um, this first dealing with death, like really close with me. Um, yeah. and I've, you know, been around death on fires and stuff like on the far other side of the fire, things like that. But this was like my best friend. Right. And, and it was, that was sad and really hard. And I would say like, that was a hard time by itself. But then I would say within a year, I started having really bad anxiety, really crazy stuff going on physically. Um, and this, this anxiety and fear, like was just overwhelming to the point I, I was starting to lose function, like at work in my daily life, like relationships and all that stuff. So it was really tough on me, like this overwhelming sense of doom basically. Um, and, and this drove me into like meditation and yoga and really going deeper into myself. Um, and, and what's interesting is that I've, I have this pattern. I have done this before, right? I did this before when I was a teenager and we can talk about that more. Um, but, uh, basically I went really deep into meditation. I went like, like too deep. Like I had a, um, what I'd call like a Kundalini experience, like a, a, a awakening kind of transcendental moment during meditation that was absolutely life blowing. And, and, um, you know, like you said, we can talk about anything. Like I've done psychedelics before, but this was totally sober and the same experience. So it was very powerful. Um, that was, um, I would say the catalyst for like kind of my healing journey, but it also like really screwed me up for like my health symptoms, my anxiety, everything got like a hundred times worse after that. Um, and, and so I finally found an acupuncturist that really helped, helped me like really helped manage my energy, get my energy out of my head and back down. to like a normal place, you know, um, help manage my energy, manage my anxiety. And, and through that healing journey, he introduced me to NLP. It was like, you need to go check this out. Um, so I went to my first NLP class. And after that, it was just like, Whoa, I have to do this. Like, this is like, I was sitting there in classes, like NLP for firefighters. I have to do this. This is like a, um, one of those moments of like, God was speaking to me. Like, I'm not very religious, I would say, but in a very spiritual way, like this voice was like, you're doing NLP for firefighters. Um, and so uh, that's. 
I'm, I'm sorry to interrupt you. What's NLP? Yeah. Again? <laughs> um, yeah. So neuro linguistic programming, and, okay. and that sounds like, well, that's a crazy word, right? But really it's like your neurology, our language, and kind of like, if you think of your, your smartphone, like, and has a apps, you know, all these apps, like we, we get all these apps installed when we're, when we're younger, like zero to seven years old. We just carry around these, these apps that are outdated from, zero to seven years old, even when we're 45 or 30 or 25, like we still have these programs running. So that's, that's really what NLP works on is like, let's, let's reprogram and update those apps. So we're, we're healthy, you know? Very cool. I'm sorry. I didn't mean to interrupt you. I was just curious on what NLP meant. So yeah, of course. Yeah. Yeah. And, um, so, so I would say, gosh, that healing journey was, was rough. I mean, I, I was in a really rough spot and I think that the meditation, the yoga, the journaling, all those things really helped me. Um, and, and the acupuncturist that I, I would say the acupuncturist really went from, there was a lot of Chinese medicine and acupuncture, of course, but he's also a shamanic practitioner in the Kota tradition. So yeah. there was a lot of visionary work, a lot of uh, shamanic work to really get myself back inside my body after that, after that like spiritual event, basically. So there's a lot of spiritual cleanup to do. Um, and, and so, you know, now I'm a master practitioner in NLP and, and hypnosis and mental okay. emotional release. Um, and so that's what I do full time. My practice now is, is, you know, I have a podcast, I write books and I also, you know, full time doing, um, helping people, helping wildland firefighters with, with their traumas and their healing journeys. And, and the mental emotional release is really interesting because it's, it's a uh, timeline therapy is another way to, you know, it's been talked about, but really you go back to the very first event of like your anger, or the first time you're angry. And sometimes that's, you know, when you're three years old or in the womb or during your birth or even past life stuff. So it's, it's really interesting what comes up when we release that um, people's lives are completely changed and, wow. and uh, it's, it's very powerful. And that's what helped me so much was, was my own uh, breakthrough session is the process is what we call it in, in, um, in, in LP. And the breakthrough session for me was just, uh, it was, it was so big that it was kind of like an aha moment, right? Yeah. It, it's very cool. Getting those, getting those aha moments in life. Well, I'm glad that you were able to, uh, to get that help and they were able to help you out. And I'm, I'm and congratulations on doing all this full time. Now that's gotta be, uh, uh, it's gotta be a little bit different than being out there on the, uh, <laughs> in the fires yeah. every, every single day. Uh, I am curious though. You, you spoke earlier, you were in a wildfire uh, fire up in Idaho and then one down in Arizona. And again, please forgive my ignorance. Is it, were you part of like a traveling fire group or were you just part of like different departments over the course of your career? Or um, I was just curious cause you were in a couple different places in the country. Yeah. So uh, basically I, you know, I worked for the forest service um, and for multiple duty stations. So I worked in different areas and I kind of traveled around with my stations, but generally the way it works is when you're federal, it's gotcha. basically when there's, when there's big fires going on and you're available, it's like you, you put your name out there on a list and if you get picked up, you go. So, you know, I've pretty much fought fire in every Western state. Um, I, and I went up to Alaska multiple times. I mean, I've been all, all over pretty much every state, you know, out West. So. Gotcha. Gotcha. I was, I was just curious. I had that one quick question, uh, yeah. but, but going back to kind of your, the NLP and the breakthrough experience, um, you said you mentioned, uh, acupuncture. What were some of the kind of things that, um, uh, that when you went to that first practitioner, what some of the kind of stuff that they did to, to help you with, uh, with your, uh, um, your breakthrough? 
Yeah. So the acupuncture was like, my first appointment was so cool because, um, one, I was terrified. I was like, Oh my God, they're going to tell me I'm dying or something. That's like, you know, that was the anxiety. Right. Yeah. Um, and when I get in there, it's like, he just put a ton of needles in like my lower legs and stuff. And he was just like, um, he's like, okay, I'm just gonna let these needles sit for, you know, probably an hour because you're like, you have so much stuff going on. Um, so he left the room and also my body is just like quivering, just like this, like my legs and like my whole body is just quivering. And I was just like, I called him in for help. I was like, what is happening? He's like, Oh, that's just like, you have so much energy that's like stuck in your body from what happened that like, it's just, it's moving around and don't worry. It's going to go away. Don't worry about it. Just let it happen. And let like my whole energy system was so out of whack that it, it basically had to recenter itself, you know? And that was like, that was my first experience with acupuncture. And, um, you know, really it came down to so interesting is like the, um, I had a lot of liver like deficiencies, which, uh, comes down to anger. And that was something okay. that I really released in my breakthrough session. So, so I had this huge blockage in my liver from this anger that I've had, like, you know, my whole life until now, um, as well as like a kidney deficiency from like all the fear and stress and all that stuff from wildland firefighting. There's this like, you know, lower back pain. It's like, well, that's actually like, there's kidney stuff going on from the fear. You have stuff going on there. We can talk a lot more about that but there's there's like how these emotions affect our body it really started to open my mind to this mind body connection that is um you know in the nlp world it's it's more connected than i would say um modern science is is willing to go like we you know we're going to go french science hardcore in the nlp world of like you know mind body connection is so strong we can like the placebo effect like you know there's so much going on there with that stuff so um yeah acupuncture is by far my favorite like energy modality because it, it was so sure. powerful for me. And, and it's so interesting how, you know, I asked my acupuncturist, like I've known about acupuncture, but like, where did it come from? And really it's so ancient. It's like four to 5,000 years old in China, you know, and they, they don't really, yeah. they don't really know how they find all the, found all these exact points and the meridians and all that stuff. It's really, it, I love it. So uh, yeah, I could tell you're very passionate about that. <laughs> let's let's actually kind of dive deep into that. So you talked about stress and kind of like a building up uh, uh, in your lower back and your kidneys and, and things like that. Is is there a, and I'm sure there probably is, is there a correlation between a certain type of stress or what you're kind of feeling and where you're having a particular ailment or discrepancy within the body? Like, is there, is, is it all kind of mapped out? I'm, I'm kind of curious about that whole process. Yeah, absolutely. And and I would say the master of this is Louise Hayes and she has like Hay House production or Hay House books. Um, if, I'm sure people have heard of that uh, company, but her, her process and her books is kind of what we follow in NLP. And, and, um, I would say the, the biggest thing is like lower back pain is generally like finance worries. Like there's a financial thing going on. Um, there's like, um, if we have a lot of throat things going on, like a, like clogged throat or throat pain, there's like, you're not speaking up about something specifically. Um, so, uh, let's see what else off the top of my head, like, uh, um, gosh, I think like if you're really stressed out or really have anxiety, there's that heat that builds up inside the body. So there's all these little elements that are like systems that get kind of out of whack from the emotions. And then they get, yeah. they actually get stored, like stored inside the body, like, um, 
Like you ever had a knot in your muscle, how it's kind of like this big knot and you go to the massage therapist or you roll it out or something that like kind of dissipates. Well, these emotions get stuck like that and they actually get stuck in the nervous system and create these blocks and, and the acupuncture goes in there and, and releases that like it actually works with your nervous system with the electrical body. Um, and the breakthrough session does, you know, similar things. It's, it's very similar. It's just, we use words instead of needles. Yeah. Um, how did you first hear about, you know, so I'm, I'm trying to figure out how this all works out in the timeline, you know, 2014 and, and, and right around that time you, you have that traumatic event with, with your captain. And again, I like to reiterate on my condolences. I'm sorry. I, you know, I my best friend lives in Wyoming. If he, you know, uh, passed away all of a sudden, I don't know what I do. Um, but, um, so when, when along that timeline, did you go see, uh, this protection practitioner, uh, afterwards, like, is this like, you know, recently, or is this, you know, where, where does it all kind of fit within the timeline here? I'm just kind of curious. Yeah. Yeah. So I would say like 2015 was the trauma within a year okay. with like about a year after that, um, went to my first acupuncture. Well, maybe it's like a year and a half, two years okay. actually. So like 2017. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and I would say a year of acupuncture really got me online. Like it took about a year or six months to really get, um, really get settled down. And, and moving forward. So, um, yeah, it's about sure. 20, yeah, 2017 around there, 2017 around there. Um, so, so, so you go to the practitioner, he helps you out with the, with the acupuncture. You say, say it takes about a year or so, uh, for it to just really start kind of taking an effect for you really kind of settle down. What, what's your next step? What do you do after that? Um, where do you go from there? Yeah. So, so really, you know, I was still fighting fire and, and, um, I would say there's this, this, another moment that I've had, I've had a lot of those in my life. Um, but really I was like, I was, gosh, when was it maybe, yeah, 2018 at some point, I think it was in the winter time, some, sometime, maybe right after Christmas or something. But, uh, so I'm just like, I have this really bad flu, right? I'm like so sick. I have this huge fever and everything. So I go out to my living room to try and sleep because I'm just tossing and turning. And um, so I put on some meditation music and try and like, you know, work with my mind body to kind of clear out this fever. And I'm just meditating. And uh, I just heard this voice come over me like, you're going to write a book. And I was like, oh, okay, well, who the hell are you for? Yeah. for like, I don't, this is weird. Mm-hmm. Never had that experience. And um and it basically said like, this is God in a way of like, this is a, a the source, like this is energy, like source energy. This is like whatever we want to call it. Like uh, universal consciousness is like, you're going to write a book. Um, and so I sat up in this fever and I just got my, my journal out and just started writing like crazy and drawing pictures. And, and so that was kind of like, along with that, it was like, you're going to hire this coach and you're going to, you're going to hire this person that like, um, I wanted to reach out to, which was Matt Belair. He's he has a pretty big podcast. Um, and so me and Matt Belair started working together and, um, he really taught me some things and, and helped me get some habits in, in place to help me start writing that first book. And so next thing I know, I was going to coaching school to get my first coaching certification and going to NLP class. And it's kind of like since 2018, I've just been building this business slowly. Uh, and until I was, yeah, November is when I stopped firefighting. And, and now it's like, I'm, I'm doing this full time, you know, it, the full time is pretty recent for me. Wow. Very, very cool. Well, I'm, I'm super happy that you're able to do, do this full time. Um, and uh, I'm glad that, it, that this really helped, uh, been a help for you and that you've been able to help other people. Um, uh, I'm curious. And again, I was going through your website, kind of doing my homework a little bit. I'm wondering, what is the heart fire method? 
Yeah. So this came out with like, um, I, my second book is called Awakened by Heartfire and it's this very cool. Yeah. And the first, first kind of part of the book, I explained this whole, like in Chinese medicine, I had heart fire ailments where it was like, like we were talking about before, like my liver was too hot and my kidneys were too cold. And so I had this, um, this heat that was going into my heart and this, this heart, like I had heart fire. So my heart was literally burning in wow. Chinese medicine. Um, and what kept happening was this fire would go into my head and start burning my brain. It was like, I would feel like that. You know, I had this low grade fever for six months. Um, wow. And so I had this fire inside my body and through all of those spiritual lessons, I really learned, um, that that heart fire ailment was, was really a blessing for me. And it's such an opportunity to learn that obstacle that I had. Um, and it, and it taught me how to really dive deep into, um, like, learning to trust my gut, which is something I learned in firefighting so much. There'd be like, okay, we're going to do this line or we're not like, and I would trust my gut, you know, but this taught me how to really trust my heart and open my heart up to like, um, am I like doing the right thing in life? Like, where's my purpose lie? Where, what am I like, am I connecting with, um, you know, the highest good for all, like that really kind of deep spiritual heart activation. And this led me to, I would say called uh, integrative leadership is what I call it, but it's really learning to use the, the gut heart and your mind. So it's like this triple balance of leadership to really, um, you know, checking your gut. Is it the right thing? Checking with your heart? Like, yes, this is the highest good for all and checking like logically with your brain of like, you know, is this, is this logically makes sense? And what's so interesting about this, when I really started diving deep into this, we actually have more neurology inside of our gut than we do our heart. And we have more neurology in our heart than we do inside of our brain. So there is so much neurology outside of our brain, inside of our bodies that I started to really like, okay, I, I was like, I'm going to go do another fire season. I'm going to go field test this. Um, okay. and, and so that's the heart fire method is really learning how to make those decisions in life, find your purpose and truly follow follow who you are at the deepest levels like at a soul level like finding your soul contract and following that and that is um that's the heart fire process and that's like um really break it down into steps in that book and, and it is um you know something i coach people in as well as is uh, after the breakthrough session it's like we're basically going to coach that heart fire method and teach you how to do that very cool i think that's a nice segue into kind of, kind of what i was going to ask next is uh does any does your fire training or did your fire training at all play a role in you with your breakthrough and, and understanding uh, this new kind of healing process and under, really kind of making a connection with your body and, and going through that? Did, the, did that kind of did that help you or aid you in any way? I would say not at all. It's totally okay. opposite of like mechanical machismo. Like it's, you know, um, getting like putting your nose to the grindstone and work. And that's all that training teaches you. It's really, gotcha. um, yeah, poor training in that sense, I would say, actually. I got you. I was, I was just curious. I was just curious because, um, again, I'm not familiar with a whole lot of fire training yeah. and things like that. But uh, um, OK, so you, you've written a couple books. Uh, you, you mentioned that uh, just a second ago. Uh, what was the process like uh, uh, going through and writing, writing through your first book? Oh my gosh. My first book, like I, like we talked about the kind of that fever moment and I just started writing. Like I was writing for like two hours a day, every single day, just wow. writing like crazy. And, um, 
I would say within like two or three months, I had this rough draft that was like, it was like, I handed it to somebody and they were just like, this is word vomit. Like, I don't even know what you're writing about. And I was like, oh, well, maybe I should read it. Um, and so, you know, I, when I really started looking through it, it was like, holy crap, there's like three books in here. And so it took a long time to kind of parse all of that out and actually make, make some books out of that. But it, I think it was like this integration process for me. The first draft was just like, oh my God, what is going on? Like, I got to write everything down and, and process this. And, and there was a couple of books that came out of that. You know, my first one is Overcome Anxiety Like a Hero. And that's yeah. kind of the story that we're going through. And um, and I would say that that book was was really hard because it, it I learned, I've never like written anything before besides like, you know, a document for the government, you know? Sure. So, so really it was just like this really interesting process to teach myself how to write and, and then go through the editing process. And thankfully I found a really beautiful, awesome editor that takes my work. That's kind of trash and turns into something that's really good. <laughs> right. Very cool. Um, so that. awesome. Yeah. And, and going through the self-publishing um, process was, was definitely a learning experience and there's a lot to it, but it's, it's uh yeah, I, I really like being a self-published author because there's, there's nobody else telling me like what my book needs to be or what it should be about. And, and, uh, you know, there's a lot more work into it, but, uh, you know, it's, it's my work, nobody else's. So I love that. Right. There's not any, uh, outside input that you have to, to have to worry about, right. It's all coming yeah. from you and there's something special about that. And I think, uh, what, what was that moment like where you, it's all printed and it's, it's released and you, you're holding that first copy in your hand. Oh my gosh. That was like, that was one of the best moments in my life. Like, holy crap. I actually wrote a book. Like that was, that was huge. Like it was one of those things of like, I put it out like on my vision board or my goals in like a year. And, and there it was, I had this book, I actually did it. And that was kind of like the first, like, whoa, I can really do some stuff here. Like this is huge. Yeah, that's awesome. Our uh, my my co-host uh, uh, Jason, he he just got he just wrote a book and it released this past year. And I think he had a very similar moment when he held that first copy in his hand. He was just very very proud moment for him, and um, uh, it was a lot of work, but it, it was it was well worth it. So uh, I'm sure if he was here, he'd be saying uh, kind of <laughs> the same thing. Uh, but man, uh, so I'm curious. Before you uh, you said. Um, it's, do, do you do your own podcast or it's, are you just hop on uh, with, like guests or but do, you, do you have your own show? Yeah, I do have my own show. It's Very called cool. Sac yeah, Sacred Ancestry. And it's really um, I interview people and it's I would say um, as open minded as possible. So we do a lot of spirituality, a lot of like energy healers, a lot of um, mental health professionals. I interview wildland firefighters once in a while. Um, and it's really, it started out just like, you know what? I love podcasting because I listen to podcasts like every day. Same. Um, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Right. And so it's just like, you know what? I'm going to do it. I'm going to do it for myself and just interview people I want to interview. And, and that's kind of how it started. And, and yeah, basically if I'm interested in, in what that person's saying, like I'm going to interview him because um, it's just fun for me. And, and, you know, people like it now it's it hit a thousand downloads uh, last month. So I was really that's stoked awesome. about that. Congratulations, man. That's fantastic. Yeah, I, I've really enjoyed the whole podcasting world. Um, <laughs> yeah. I, fi I find it super fun. You know, we had one yesterday and of course we have, we're, we're lucky enough to have you today and I, I love it, man. I just get on here. We meet all kinds of people and we hear, uh, you know, a bunch of different stories and perspectives. And I think that's important. I think we can all learn a little bit from each other, you know? Um, uh, and I, and I love that. So I, I, I really, really do, man. What is, 
what is one thing like that you would say like if somebody's go having is going through some anxiety, someone's going through some troubled times. Do you have any tips, any any kind of tricks or strategies like your a go to that you would uh, that you would do to kind of help process that? Yeah, the first thing I would say is is really look at your your nutri- like look at your diet. Like what are you eating? Like number 1 go to your food and number 2 would be to start looking at like a B complex uh, vitamin, like start looking at B complex supplements. And uh, I would I would su- obviously suggest acupuncture, but those would be like the first things like go to a um, like uh, what is that book called the autoimmune solution by Amy Myers, like read that book and do that exact thing of like an anti-inflammatory diet, because like, like 75% of the time, if it's not a trauma-based anxiety, like a PTSD kind of thing going on, it's probably more of a, a brain inflammation, which is, uh, as well as the B6 specifically is like, um, and vitamin D as well. Those like, so there's some supplements, there might be some deficiencies going on and, and, uh, a really strong nutritional diet is going to help a lot. Yeah, I think it's 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 very interesting to me, like how how it's, it's all connected. You know what I mean? Mind, body, and uh, and and soul. Um, and you you know you have you can't just ignore uh, one side of it and expect to be healthy. So I think that that's it's super fascinating, super interesting to me. Uh, where did you learn all this stuff, man? Like that's just like did you get it all from the from, from the practitioner before? Is it a lot of self study or, or you know where'd you? Um, yeah, I would say, um, a lot of self-study. I also have been like a, uh, I listen to coast to coast AM like every single night. Yeah. Um, if you're familiar with them. So that's like, um, George Norwich just taught me so much with all their guests and everything, but also, um, when I, when my anxiety specifically was like health anxiety. So I would just read books about like, Oh my God, I'm dying. Okay. Well, what's, what do I do? Sure. Um, and so I really dove deep in there and then I just been to so many actually acupuncture point appointments that like I've picked up on a lot and as well as the, tr- all the training I've been through, you know, I'm a fitness trainer and nutritionist. So, um, you know, I do have some basic anatomy and nutrition stuff as well, but the, I would say a lot of self-study is really paid off. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, that, that, that's awesome. Um, uh, another quick question. Again, if, if I get too personal or if it's, uh, you know, something you don't want to talk about, just tell me to hesh up. I'll hesh. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, you said before that you had, uh, with this, uh, you, you went through kind of that experience, um, kind of like an out-of-body thing, and you had been on uh, psychedelics before. Um, that's never something I've done personally, but I'm curious, what is that What is that experience like? And, and, and how did you know that when you were going through that experience, it was, it was something, it was, it just kind of felt it was different than like a psychedelic type thing. Right. So, uh, let's see. Uh, well, I think we should go back to like high school years and, okay. and personally, um, you know, my, my parents went through this crazy divorce when I was like nine, 10 years old. Like it was pretty bad. Like it was, there was jail time. There was psychiatric board time for people. Like it was pretty messed up. Yeah. Um, and so, after that, I had this, um, basically went straight to drugs, like 11, 12 years old. I, I was like hardcore drug addict in high school, yeah. not really hard stuff, but I would say like, you know, smoking weed and drinking and then, you know, pills. And then, you know, it just kind of evolved sure. to like nothing too crazy. Um, so there was a couple of times in high school of like eating mushrooms. And okay. I would say one specifically me and some friends went to the desert in Southeastern Oregon. And, uh, 
we ate mushrooms in a much more like intentional kind of purposeful way. Mm-hmm. And, and it was, I would say another moment in my life that was very spiritual and it really opened up my eyes to, um, different realities in a good way, you know, and, and really opened my, I guess, open my soul up to like this idea of, of, you know, past life or, or other, other realities that are past what we're just experiencing now. And, yeah. and that experience was so beautiful, you know, and, and it was, uh, it was a little scary at times, but it was also so enlightening, I guess, in that moment, it was so powerful for me. And, and I guess really what happened was there is like, you know, we we're out in this desert, like this flat kind of, if you can kind of imagine Bonneville flats where you can like drive yeah. a vehicle, like going like a hundred miles an hour, right. Forever. Yeah. So it's kind of these salt flats, you know, and, and these salt flats were like having these huge waves, like the ocean, like just these huge swells and like this seaweed. And it was like this really like ocean kind of cosmic experience. And, and I also had this experience of, of basically when we went back into our tent for the night, like um, I basically felt myself changing from, you know, I went, I changed into like a rock and then I, I got ground down by the weather and by like the geological time into like dirt. And then I grew into yeah. grass and then like a deer ate me and then like something ate the deer. So my soul kept passing from each like piece of earth into an animal, into the next animal until finally I found my, my soul inside myself again. And that experience was very like Siddhartha by Herman Hess. If anybody's ever read that book, that, that experience really, it was so beautiful to truly feel and understand that, that kind of everything has consciousness, I guess. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. That's a, that, that, that's, <laughs> that sounds like quite the experience, man. Yeah, it, it really does. Well, that, that's, that's super cool. Uh, but, uh, I, I got just like, just kind of one more question and stuff before we kind of wrap up. I'm curious, um, again, on your website, love, love it. When you go when, uh, when the guests have a website, I think it's fantastic. Um, uh, you had a section about six minutes to peak performance. Can you tell us a little bit what, what that is? Yeah. So in Wildland Fire, there's something that's really popular that's kind of from, I would say the, um, like NIFSI or, or it's like NWCG. I'm not really sure, sure who publishes it off the top of my head, but it's like yeah. six minutes for safety. Right. So it's a bulletin that comes out every morning and we all do a training on it and we all talk about it. Um, and so I wanted to create something that was so like, so, um, normal, like it looks normal to the wildland firefighters because there's, there's safety is really normal. That's all we talk about, but the mental health stuff, it just, it doesn't even compute for most wildland firefighters. It's like, they don't even understand why they have anxiety or fear or what's going on, you know? So to have something that's a little bit more normal. And so there's this six minutes for mindset, six minutes for uh, peak performance and six minutes for leadership is cool. Um, and, and there's not a, a ton of them available yet. And I'm working on a new book right now. That's just in, in the process. Wow. So that will be, that'll be coming soon and, and a lot more of those. So, yeah, you're a busy man. <laughs> I, don't know, I don't know how you find time to to write all these books and come up with these six minutes of of everything and, and at the same uh, time uh, uh, be an amazing guest but man that is that's absolutely wild but uh, man what do you, what do you got going on right now other than you know where can people find you um you know uh before we kind of close up here just like a, a minute for you to kind of plug anything and everything what you got going on yeah. So the main website is mountainmindtricks.com and, and you can find everything you want to find out about me on there. And, uh, also Thomas and Worm on Facebook, you can find me there and mountain mind tricks on Instagram and sacred ancestry podcast. Like go check it out because everything we've talked about today, like I, I go into it all really deep and, and, um, tell a lot of stories. So it's great. And, uh, if, 
somebody is struggling with like mental, emotional stuff going on, anxiety, depression, like those kinds of things, like please reach out because the breakthrough session is, is huge and it really does help. And it's it's alternative therapy. It's so you've been through therapy before and it's not really helping, then, you know, this might help you. I think so too. And and before we go, um, you know, I think I want to touch on that a little bit because we've had some, we've had some friends going through um, some stuff like that recently before. And, you know, mental health is, it's no joke, man. I mean, we, we, we talk about it a, a lot. Um, we, we try to, we, we, we think that it's not talked about enough uh, out in the world, whether it's the podcast world or the book world or, or what have you in terms of, uh, of media. But yeah, guys, seriously, if, um, you know, if, if, if this can help you, if you think it can help you, I, I encourage you to go do it. You know, um, again, I'm not a, like a licensed guy by any means, but, but Thomas sounds like he knows what he's got, what's going on. So uh, hit him up and, uh, and, and, and hopefully that um, you can help. Man, before we go, um, have you, um, do you have a specific story that that's, that's uh, again, I keep asking you questions, but uh, do you have a specific story that um, sticks with you um, recently when helping uh, uh, clients? Like, is there, is there one that you, that's kind of sticks in your mind? Let's see. Um, all the, the breakthroughs are so big. I would say, um, hmm. yeah, one specifically is, is, um, you know, there's, there's a client I had that, uh, was having major angry outbursts, like, you know, like somebody like, you know, there's like a parking situation or there's something going on at work. And it's like, he would just blow up. He would just get angry and lose complete control, you know, and it was affecting his work. It was affecting his relationships and all that stuff. And, and after the breakthrough session, you know, I don't want to go into too deep what it was, but what I'll say is that after the treatment, it was, um, the anger is just gone. Like getting like a little bit angry, like that's just not even possible for him anymore. Like, and after the breakthrough session, it's not like you can't get angry. It's just that you might get mad for like 30 minutes or 20 minutes. You're not going to have this anger that's pouring out for two weeks. Like, you know, we all have had that where we just hold on to that grudge and anger. And it's just like, yeah, no, that's just not even possible afterwards. So having him uh, have such a difference in that anger was, is, uh, is so amazing. Yeah. It's so beautiful. That's awesome, man. I think we're gonna have to have you back on. I really do. Um, especially when my, my co-host Jason is feeling better. I'm sure he'd have tons and tons of questions for you, uh, to do that. So maybe we can, uh, um, I'll, I'll send, I'll send you a message again via Facebook, uh, and we'll, uh, and, and we'll talk, but we would love to have you back on again for sure, man. Uh, that's oh, awesome. Appreciate it. Appreciate Absolutely. it. Yeah. I want to say thank you to Evan. Of course. Thank you for, for coming on brother. Really do appreciate yeah. you. And, uh, thank you as always, uh, to our guests, uh, Mr. Thomas Worm. Thomas, thank you for coming on man uh, i really enjoy listening to your stories and man some of the stuff that you were doing with firefighting man that's just that's uh that that, that takes a special kind of person to do so uh seriously like i said it before but but thank you we really do appreciate you um but guys I, i'm going to link all of uh thomas's stuff mountain mind tricks his books all of that's going to be down in the description below you can click down there if you want to go and find anything uh just a reminder you can find us where all podcasts can be heard Apple, Spotify, Google, we're all over the place. Uh, also on YouTube, just search Spiraling Podcast and you'll find us. We'll be the number one thing on the search bar there. But but Thomas, thank you. Do you have any final words before, before we kind of go? You know, whatever you think you are, you are so much more than that. And all it takes is you exploring yourself. That's it. Love it. Uh, final words from, uh, from Thomas there. Guys, thank y'all. And uh, have a good one. We'll see y'all later. Bye-bye.